There were 300,000 Instant Pots sold during Amazon Prime Day last July. Today, I'll share how the Instant Pot made my mom cooking life so much easier and why you want to join the craze this year. Welcome to Cocktails in Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, who knows if you're happy and you know it, you've probably had a cocktail, Christy Lingo. I can't believe that it's taken me 48 episodes to talk about one of my favorite mom hacks out there, the Instant Pot. Today's episode is great for those of you who don't have one yet and may be wondering what it is or why people are talking about it, or for those of you who have one and aren't sure why or haven't even taken it out of the box yet. I see you. I know you're out there. I want you to get it out of that box and start using it ASAP to make cooking for your family so much easier. And I suspect it will be part of the upcoming Prime Day, and last year you could pick one up for just $59. But before I get into all that fun, let me introduce myself. My name is Christy Lingo, and I'm a professional organizer specializing in helping families to organize and simplify their lives. It's also why I started this podcast. Because when you organize and simplify, you have more time to do what you love with who you love. I'm also the mom to two boys, and I really strive to practice what I preach both to my clients and to you here on the podcast. To see more of my organizing tips and how I do what I love with my family, join me over on Instagram at Christy Lingo. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-L-I-N-G-O. And before I get all crazy talking about my most favorite thing, the Instant Pot, let's chat about this week's cocktail. We are sipping the sweet, sweet strawberry daiquiri, which is perfect because National Daiquiri Day is coming up on July 19th. The strawberry daiquiri is based on the daiquiri, which was created from lime, sugar, and rum by Jennings Cox in 1898 in Daiquiri, Cuba. That's where it gets its name. It made its way to the U.S. in the early 1900s, and there are so many twists on this traditional rum cocktail, but the strawberry is still my favorite. To make two servings, you're going to place four cups of frozen strawberries and one cup of fresh sliced strawberries into a blender with five ounces of simple syrup and four ounces of light or white rum. You also want to squeeze in the juice of one lime. Blend that all together until completely smooth and then pour into glasses and garnish with fresh berries and lime slices if you so desire. I really like the idea of using the frozen strawberries versus using ice because it gets your drink nice and cold, but you aren't going to dilute it down with all that extra water. And remember, you can get this recipe and all of our cocktail recipes by visiting the show notes, which are at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. You can also find links to past episodes and the link to pick up an Instant Pot of your own, which I know you're going to want after today's episode. So why would you want an Instant Pot? First things first, keeping with my motto of helping to simplify your family life, it cooks so fast. In most cases, it's about 30% faster than cooking something on the stovetop, on the grill, or in the oven. You're also going to retain more vitamins because you use less water to cook and there's less time for those vitamins to dissolve into the water because it's cooking so much faster. 
And because it cooks at such high temperatures, which we will get into in a minute, it's going to kill the bacteria when it's cooking. And the Instant Pot isn't just a pressure cooker. It can serve as a steamer, as a rice cooker, as a slow cooker, as a yogurt maker, and of course as a pressure cooker. When I got mine, I was able to get rid of two kitchen appliances that were taking up space. My yogurt maker, yes, I had a yogurt maker, and I put my crock pot into the basement and only use it on occasions when we have big family gatherings and I need an extra crock pot. There are also tons of one pot recipes. So you would brown some chicken in the bottom of the pot and then add other ingredients, maybe some rice, maybe a pot in pot recipe. But the idea is because you have less dishes, there's going to be less time spent cleaning up your kitchen. It's also a great appliance for small kitchens where you don't have a lot of storage space for things like large pots, crock pots, rice cookers. And I know in and of itself, it kind of has a large footprint, but because it does the job of so many other things, it really is a better use of space in your kitchen cupboards. So now you know why you might want one. Let's talk a little bit about how it actually works. And this is where I get a little geeky, so bear with me. When you put the lid on and seal it, an airtight chamber is formed. As heat is applied, the pressure builds up in the chamber and it pushes up the little pin of the float valve in the lid. And that is what is going to lock the lid. That pin will not move and you cannot take that lid off until the pressure is released. It's electronically sealed, so don't worry. This is not your grandma's pressure cooker. There's no fear of scalding your face or opening it too soon and getting all that hot steam in your face. So back to that heated airtight chamber. Because you have to add a little liquid to everything you make, the steam will start to form. When you trap that steam inside the chamber, it's going to increase the pressure. And here is where I get like super nerdy, right? By increasing the pressure, you increase the temperature that water boils at from 212 degrees to 250 degrees. So basically, if you boil water on a stovetop, you will never get it any hotter than 212 degrees because after 212 degrees, it just turns to steam. But in a pressure cooker or an instant pot, the boiling water temperature is higher and thus it cooks the food faster. Mind blown, right? And another bonus point of having that higher 250 degree temperature point, you can actually cook food from frozen without the risk of bacteria forming. So you can't cook frozen food in a slow cooker because what happens is the bacteria will start to multiply quicker than the temperature of the food will come to a safe temperature to kill that bacteria. Not so much in the pressure cooker because it is almost instantly subjected to 250 degrees of heat. So we know why we want one. We know how it works. What should you be cooking in your Instant Pot? If you hit up Pinterest, there are thousands and thousands of recipes specifically designed for use in the Instant Pot. And there are tons of them out there, even if your family eats a very specific diet, like you're vegan or you're keto or you're paleo. But here are just a few basic tips on what cooks best in an Instant Pot. First off, anything that you would braise, simmer, or boil. There's a couple of exceptions to this, like pasta, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But pretty much anything you would braise, simmer, or boil is going to do very well in the Instant Pot. Also, stews, 
soups or stocks. So say you're into making your own chicken stock to use in recipes. This is a really great way to do it. I recently have started making bone broth for my gut health, and this is a great way to do it because if I were to do it in a crock pot, it would take 24 hours, and in the instant pot, it takes two. Another great example is dried beans, which you can do so much quicker because you don't have to do an overnight soak on them. Because of that high pressure, you're able to cook them directly from dry, and they are ready to eat right away. It's also a great way to cook grains like rice or oatmeal or quinoa, and especially if you tend to avoid the longer cooking grains like brown rice or steel-cut oats, because they have a longer cooking time, the Instant Pot will cook them in about half the amount of time you would have to do on a stovetop. It's also a great way to cook super dense vegetables like carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, beets, anything that has a tendency to take a long time to cook because it's really fibrous. Same for tougher cuts of meat like your chuck roast or your pork shoulder. That higher temperature again is going to break down that connective tissue and make it easier to eat faster. So this is how you're able to use your Instant Pot to serve something like pot roast on a weeknight because you don't have to spend six hours or eight hours cooking it in the stove. Like I said, there's tons of great recipes and meal planning sites out there specifically dedicated to using your Instant Pot if you are, say, eating ketogenic or vegan or vegetarian or low carb or on Weight Watchers. There is seriously a meal plan or recipes for every single one of these. So don't feel held back by the examples that I just gave you. I'm also going to put some links to some of my favorite basic cooking time worksheets, which you can keep on the inside of your cupboard for a quick reference for some of the things that you cook often. For instance, if you like to make hard-boiled eggs or oatmeal or rice, that way it's quick and easy and you don't have to look up that recipe every single time. Now on the flip side, there are some things that don't cook well in the Instant Pot. Noodles can get a little bit gummy if they cook for too long or if you release the pressure too quickly, you'll notice like a foam coming out the top of the valve and that could cause your pressure valve to clog up. What's usually recommended is that you add them in later. So say you're making a soup that has some sort of pasta in it, you would add it in at the very end and just let the residual heat of the dish cook the pasta before you would serve it. And I've also found that lasagna, because it doesn't have as much liquid, is a pasta that does cook well in the Instant Pot. You also wanna steer clear of any dairy-heavy recipes or soups. And this is because in high heat, milk tends to separate and curdle. Some recipes, might work okay, but my recommendation for the most part is to steer clear of anything that would be dairy related or heavy on the dairy. Now, obviously the exception is yogurt because most of the Instant Pots are going to actually have a yogurt setting and you would just need to search out a recipe that would be specific for yogurt to do that. And finally, foods that are traditionally crispy or fried do not work in the Instant Pot and you cannot use it as a deep fryer. So even though it seems like it gets nice and hot and it's a nice deep pot, do not use your Instant Pot to deep fry anything. Now, if you've been a fan of your slow cooker for years and years and years and you're just not ready to move on from it or you think, well, my recipes are the recipes that I like to make, you can convert some of their slow cooker recipes or even ones that you would make in the conventional oven into the Instant Pot. And there's a site out there called Hip 
pressure cooker and they have created a recipe converter to help you figure out how long your recipe will need in the Instant Pot. And I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. But the general rule is going to be that if it takes four hours on high in a slow cooker or seven hours on low, it's going to take you about 25 to 30 minutes in the Instant Pot. And this, again, goes back to that idea of simplifying your meal planning, because if before you needed to prep the meals in the morning and get them into the crock pot so that they could cook all day while you were at work, now you can have those meals prepped and ready to go and toss them in the instant pot and cook them in a half hour when you get home. Or if you didn't have time to put it together beforehand, you can still have that item for dinner. So if I piqued your interest, but you still aren't quite ready to pull the trigger, I recommend doing a little bit of research so you can find out some recipes that you think might work for your family. And as you are researching these recipes, there may be some Instant Pot lingo that is out there that you would want to know. So when you look at these recipes, you can understand what's going on. If you see the letters NPR, it doesn't stand for National Public Radio. It is Natural pressure release. And what that means is that when the item is done with the cooking time that you've said, so say you wanted it to cook for 10 minutes, you need to let the pressure naturally release in that airtight chamber and let the pin fall down on its own. So you won't touch it until that pin falls on its own. Other recipes are going to do what is called quick pressure release or QPR. And that means that you're going to turn the valve and let the steam out carefully when the recipe is done cooking. This basically stops the cooking process and makes it so the item's temperature is going to drop more rapidly. And finally, if you see the letters PIP, that stands for pot in pot. And this basically means that you're going to cook one pot inside of another pot. In this case, it may mean that you're going to cook chicken on the bottom of the Instant Pot, and then on top of that, you would have a dish with rice in it, so one of those one-pot meals we kind of talked about. Or say you wanted to make a meatloaf, a lot of times you would have something at the bottom, the meatloaf at the bottom cooking, and then maybe potatoes up above that. Or a cheesecake where you would have water in the bottom and then the pan for the cheesecake, and then the Instant Pot would sort of create that water bath that you use when baking a cheesecake. So... I said that it could make cooking for your family easier, and we've talked about some of the recipes and how it really can sort of expand the options you can feed your family, but it can also save you time. One thing that I do want you to be aware of is when you're looking at these recipes, if a recipe says that it cooks in 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you do need to figure in a little bit of time for the pot to come to pressure, which can be anywhere from 5 to 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how much liquid is in there. And you also need to figure in on the time to release the pressure. So if it's a recipe using natural pressure release, it will probably take about 10 to 15 minutes to release that pressure. But here are just some general examples of cooking times in comparison to their conventional cooking methods. So for instance, steel cut oats would take 10 minutes in the instant pot of actual cooking time. And on the stovetop, it's going to take you 30 minutes of cooking time. A three pound chuck roast would take 60 to 80 minutes in the instant pot. In a slow cooker, on low, it would take about 9 to 11 hours and 4 to 7 on high. And if you did it in the oven at about, you know, 250 or 300, you're looking at 2 and a quarter to 2 and a half hours in the oven. So, so you really save a lot of time there. For beans, like we talked about earlier, you would need to soak them overnight or at least do a quick stovetop soak. And then you have to cook them for 1 to 3 hours after that. 
In the Instant Pot, you can do them anywhere from 7 to 10 minutes for quicker cooking, smaller things like black-eyed peas, to 20 to 24 minutes unsoaked for something like a chickpea, a little bit bigger bean. All right. So we talked about saving time. Let's talk a little bit about saving money. A lot of those longer cooking items that you might avoid in their original form, like steel cut oatmeal or brown rice, you might buy the instant version. But what happens is they're going to charge you more because that item has basically already started the cooking process. So you can buy the cheaper versions and still cook them in a quick amount of time. You can also buy the tougher, cheaper cuts of meat that take a little bit longer to cook because you can cook them faster. Like I said, weeknight pot roast instead of taking six to eight hours on a Sunday. And for vegetarians or the bean eaters out there, think of it this way. If five cans of organic beans costs you around $6 or $1.20 a can or more, one pound of dried beans would cost you about $2.50, and that's going to yield about the same as five cans. So it's a savings about $3.50. But it may not sound like a whole lot until you think if your family eats five cans of beans a week and there's 52 weeks in a year, that's going to save you over $180 a year just on beans. One tip that I do is I like to make a different variety of beans each week and then freeze them in two and a half cup portions, which is roughly equivalent to one can. And then I have a constantly revolving selection of beans in my freezer. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I have an affinity for freezer cooking. One great thing about the Instant Pot is you can put together meals that you freeze and then you can cook them from frozen in your Instant Pot. So places like Once a Month Meals are going to have entire freezer cooking menus that are dedicated just to prepping Instant Pot meals. It's perfect for a weeknight dinner when you can't figure out what to cook, you don't want to get takeout, and the freezer aisle is just so expensive for what you can really get to feed your family. I'm going to finish up with some awesome resources that I have found for my Instant Pot, and I'm hoping that they will be helpful for you too. As I mentioned before, Once a Month Meals has recipes and freezer cooking meal plans. You can get most of their recipes for the Instant Pot for free just by going to their website, onceamonthmeals.com. And you can also pick up a free five recipe mini menu that you can try out there. There's also a great free downloadable guide to Instant Pot cooking times by One Good Thing by Jilly. And I will make sure that I have a link to that in the show notes. And if you want to see what I'm cooking in my Instant Pot, like one of my favorites, the Chipotle copycat cilantro lime rice, or a low-carb egg roll in a bowl, or even corn on the cob this summer, you can find my favorite recipes by visiting me on Pinterest at pinterest.com slash christylingo slash instant dash pot. I hope I've answered some questions that you have and maybe even inspired you to pick up an Instant Pot of your own at Prime Day next week. If you have any other questions, feel free to drop them in the comments in the show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com or you can hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at Christy Lingo. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of my weekly tips to organize and simplify your family like next week when I'll be chatting with Natalie who's down with OPC, Other people's clutter. If you're struggling with other people's clutter, be sure to tune in to hear my tips for Natalie. Until then, may all of your things be tidy and all of your cocktails strong. Cheers!